6: Oh, you know what that sound is. Big news in the NFL. Dan Hansis joined by Mark Sessler and Greg Rosenthal. Going three-man weave here. A little bit of an interesting mix up here. Some big news happened in the last 12 hours. So the three of us are going to take you through it. Three big news items. Then we'll throw to the show uh, that we taped originally yesterday that has... Ya boy, Trash Take Man, Patrick <laughs> Claibon, uh, with Wes and Greg and Mark. I was with my parents.
3: We keep pulling my you selves. away from your uh, vacation. This is two times in like 72 hours. Yeah, it's 9.30, a bro.
5: Little, a little peek behind the curtain, uh, but we had that taped. You know, it's all in the can. It's beautiful. We're going to take out the Antonio Brown section, but there's plenty of good <laughs> stuff, plenty of trashy takes. Mark bans a few words. And uh, so why throw that whole show out? But we should talk the big stuff. Don't throw out the baby with the bathwater. That's what they say. We right. Won't. I mean, who would even consider that?
6: Except for monsters. Right.
3: Don't throw out a baby. Don't in throw in out your a life rule.
6: Uh, literally, a, a psychopath <laughs> yeah. or something like that. But, Bad human know. idea. Anyway, let's get into it. Why are we doing this? Because we got to talk Antonio Brown, the drama. Remember a couple of years ago, it was this one. I need Wes here. Uh, there was the uh, the basketball uh, free agent news. Uh, it was regarding a big man, as I recall, and <laughs> everyone was going crazy. And there were GIFs and videos of uh, uh, players on banana boats together and uh, recruiting going on on Twitter. And it was a great snapshot of NBA Twitter and how fun it could be. NFL, we got a nice little fun, exciting Twitter evening. And it all happened because NFL Network Insider Ian Rappaport reported that the Pittsburgh Steelers were, quote, closing in on a deal to trade Antonio Brown to the Bills, to the Bills. And that led to... Let's be honest, a lot of derision, chuckles, a lot of, oh, Antonio got got. Uh, the Steelers did it He lived dirty. in Buffalo. I can I
5: can imagine the Mark Sessler of Buffalo being very annoyed during that one hour. <laughs> oh, yeah.
6: People were just <laughs> slamming on the city of Buffalo. and I'm, I'm sure people came hard with the, the laughs at Buffalo's expense. I, I caught some fire. I didn't go after Buffalo. But what I was laughing at or what I was commenting on Twitter, because everybody had a couple of tweets, was just how horrendous the fit was. And it was just a disaster if it was going to happen. Well, it looks like it's not going to happen uh, because uh, we had reports that Antonio Brown, who he himself tweeted fake news immediately after uh, uh, Ian's story broke. The Pittsburgh Post-Gazette's uh, Jerry uh, Dulac, Dulac reported that Brown the Brown deal fell apart because Brown refused to go to Buffalo Uh, and this trade is not going to happen now. Adam Schefter also reporting that it's not going to happen. Bill's GM, Brandon Bean, confirmed it, stating the team, quote, inquired about Antonio Brown, but ultimately it didn't make sense for either side. Greg, uh, a lot of drama, a lot of chatter, a lot of fun, but ultimately Antonio Brown is still... Looking for a team.
5: Yeah, you know, in a wasted uh, couple paragraphs I had, you know, starting my winners and losers <laughs> of this trade. Josh Allen. Loser, no, Greg Rosenthal. No longer a winner. Uh, no, I stopped it pretty soon because it didn't take too long Uh, into the night, as you mentioned. Because there's a lot of people that went to sleep, probably thought Antonio Brown was on the bills. But it really didn't take that long uh, until some doubt started to be uh, sprinkled, including from Antonio Brown, as you mentioned. And it's just a reminder in these trade situations, and I think the same can be true in a lot of them, but especially this Antonio Brown one. They have control. You you can say they don't have control, but especially Antonio Brown, who's made a lot of money and isn't afraid to be a, a pain in the butt, can just make it clear immediately, no freaking way. And I think that's what happened here, and that's why you know you feel for Ian on some level, because I think if Antonio Brown uh, was was fine with it, it really does sound like the team, obviously – the Bills obviously wanted him. They obviously had the best offer, and now you just wonder what the Steelers are going to do.
3: Yeah, I mean the Bills were. It's one of the rare uh, rare non-trades where both teams involved come out looking less powerful and uh, with more mud on their face, because <laughs> Pittsburgh, like it. It, it, and Not every player can do this, but Antonio Brown is going to control where he goes because he doesn't need football.
6: So he's only going to go to the place he wants, or he'll not play football at all. He says that, and he did. He said it again, and he. It sounds like he stopped this trade, and the Bills weren't willing to call his bluff. That's right. Like they could, right. they
5: could, but if you're the Bills, yeah, do you want that? He had told Darlington, uh, Jeff Darlington, our old coworker last week. If they want me to play, they're going to play by my rules. And if not, <laughs> I don't want to-
6: this. Guy, honestly, who would want this guy on their team? I, the things that he says, it just sounds like. And he's a 30-year-old wide receiver. That's a different conversation. But this whole episode, to me, continues to not shine a flattering light on Brown. But also, it does—it it is interesting how in the NFL, if you are at a certain level of stardom, you can dictate where you go, despite the NFL being all-powerful and the I- team seeming to have... Holding the cards at the times, the players, especially the star ones, have power.
3: I mean, even David Irvin, who's walking away from the Cowboys, had an Instagram live story last night where he was smoking a massive blunt and basically said, <laughs> "I'm done. I don't." He, I, he said, "I'm not a millionaire. I'm not rich, but I don't need football anymore." And it's a different That's world. That's how I than want 19- you to go out, Mark. Oh, like, that, absolutely. I thought it was a fascinating <laughs> uh, look behind the curtain of David Irvin's life. But I mean, honestly, the one thing I thought about with Buffalo because I do feel for like the Bills fandom and the whole situation with Buffalo on this because if you restarted the NFL from scratch today, it's one of those teams that would never, ever have a franchise. No one would ever look to Buffalo to start an NFL team. But there is a competitive disadvantage when you are in free agency, when you try to kind of convince star players to come to western New York where it's four degrees six months a year. There's very little to do other than pound beers in your basement. Uh, I mean, it's like you're. It, that's the opposite of Miami. And I thought and, and
5: I thought it made sense for them, you know, it, it, on a football wise. You know, you have Robert Foster and Zay Jones. I mean, you're upgrading Antonio. Like replacing Kelvin Benjamin with Antonio Brown would be like replacing Josh Allen with Ben Roethlisberger or something, you know, it's like, so like, like I don't mind them trying to improve their team. I don't, I don't, I don't think they lose anything with egg on their face. It's annoying for the fans that, my thing is like, who's stepping up here. The, one of the interesting things is the second this trade went down, then there were some people, including Diane Rossini with ESPN. That's like, now that this is out and it's happened. Oh, by the way, the Packers were a really serious suitors. Maybe the next most serious, they were trying to keep it under the radar. But now that like, the news is out, I feel like I can, you know, use those sources or whatever. And so, because I'm just wondering who, where this goes now, because the Titans supposedly dropped out. The Raiders, I think, are still in the mix. That's, you know, we have a whole, you know, back and forth with Wes and Claybon yesterday, uh, hands us where they went at it.
6: You would have liked it. That, well, and that, we
5: basically said that, that he was lost. going to the Raiders. Yeah, too. the loss to the sands of time. We're not going to ha- include that anymore. The old,
6: a one-team race for Antonio Brown seems so long ago.
5: Right, right That it be- and just kind of making that same argument, uh, that you just said like who wants this
6: guy someone will but the Steelers are compromised and, now this could last a while and yeah you're right the bills would have made them a much better team he's arguably the best wide receiver in the league but if i'm a bills fan and i have empathy for bills fans as a, a sad jets fan um you, you shouldn't be too bummed about this because it would not have been a good fit if, if, if they I if they were able to make it happen. And he, he they called his bluff and Antonio Brown decided he, he did want to play football, make millions, even if he'd be unhappy. It probably would have ended up with a huge headache. So there's that. That's the positive spin for, for a Bills fan. Uh, but now we'll find out what happens next. The P- Pittsburgh Post-Gazette reports the Steelers are still talking with, quote, several teams. And there is no quote hard and fast deadline of Friday, so, so
3: they've lost all control. It, the whole thing is a complete. That we're, we're setting deadlines. Come to us with your your offers with a nice red ribbon around it, and we'll decide what we want to do. No, you won't.
5: <laughs> you nailed it. Um, <laughs> You're loving this as a Browns fan. He's loving
6: seeing the Steelers.
3: Well, it's you know hanging in the wind.
5: They're burning from within.
6: I'm rewatching. Like I said, my parents are in town, and I'm uh, rewatching Succession, the HBO show, which I Great quite show. enjoy. Great uh, the, I believe, second episode is titled uh, Show at <laughs> Factory. And I feel like that's where we're at right now with the <laughs> Steelers' uh, attempt to trade their iconic wide receiver. It's a <laughs> show <I think> at <laughs> <"S-> Factory. <laughs> you want to move on to the next news item? Please. Case Keenum is moving again. The Redskins uh, have acquired the quarterback along with a 2020 seventh round pick from the Denver Broncos. In exchange for a 2026th round pick, uh, Case Keenum um, also gets half a mil, what they call a restructure bonus, uh, and he'll make $7 million uh, this year, the money that he got paid, uh, the contract agreed to with the Broncos. And the Broncos, as you imagine, to move this man off their books after acquiring Joe Flacco, it was going to hurt, so they're going to pay half of the salary of Case Keenum. So here we go, Mark. The Redskins, who are in Alex Smith uh, limbo slash purgatory right now, find an, a short-term answer. Case Keenum is Mr. Short-Term Answer. And if you look at it, for what, three and a half million, four million, $4 It's not a bad stopgap when I look at it. But I also know if you're a Redskins fan, you're probably not doing backflips.
3: Why is Case Keenum nixing this trade and saying, I'll sit out and do nothing unless I go to the team I want? I mean, from a from a financial angle, fine. It, it checks the box. I don't know how you could create a more underwhelming bit of news for Redskins fans outside of this. I just think they're still going to draft someone, although they still have Colt McCoy, who internally they also view as a starter. It is a muddled – I don't think their quarterback room gained to me any momentum or any extra bit of talent with this. It is is one of the more – depressing quarterback situations in the NFC, in the entire league, in the entire world. What, right.
6: it di- what it did gain, Greg, is there's some structure in place now, and we didn't have that. I guess. At the, at the very least.
5: Well, you have Colt. M- to me, Colt McCoy is filling the same role that Case Keenum exactly. would. Though. That in- guy can't
6: play more than two weeks without dislocating his shoulder. Okay. That guy is not
5: an okay. and, and I do get the argument. You're right. You're just paying Case Keenum $3.5 million And so that's fine. I mean, that's like half as much as Chase Daniel is making. That's fine. But I think Roto Pat, Patrick Dardia at Roto World. Great great, uh, coach rankings article this week, by the way. You put it well. He said, how about instead of getting a bargain on Case Keenum, just not getting Case Keenum? (laughs) Because what it does is – Case Keenum is like a, there's a ceiling to Case Keenum. You know what Case Keenum is. He's on a seventeen. And it's He's like on a Hobbit's
3: fourth. house. It's not even a normal right. person's so house. If, ceiling. So if I'm
5: the Redskins and you you have no long house. you have no long term, I want to take as many swings as I can at just a chance at it doing better than that. And to me, Teddy Bridgewater is a chance at it doing better, or Nick Foles or whatever. And I know maybe they would have been more expensive, but it's the quarterback position. You have to take chances. And Case Keenum. Is not taking a chance at all. It is just accepting this low level of mediocrity. It's shooting for seven wins, and I think you got to take as many swings. And to me, Bridgewater is a swing, and and Case Keenum is not a, a swing. And and they probably will draft someone, and that'll make it better. But if they don't, like they haven't drafted anyone under Jay Gruden.
3: Well, I I, I could I think you said that perfectly well, but I think you have to draft someone and then be totally open. With, because I don't want to spend all offseason. Because we've done this with Case Keenum like three times. I don't want to spend all offseason, you know, figuring out what Washington's offense in case with Case Keenum was <laughs> like. He could easily be cut if they drafted a rookie who had a great camp and a great preseason, and they mm. love Colt McCoy. Oh, he's a case better, Keenum could he's be out. a better
5: backup than Colt McCoy to me. That's he fun. should make I the team. Case Keenum, I don't want to like totally. Doc, he's a he's a good backup. He's fine. I mean, he he uh, is fine. Got, hates there was a, a lot. Stronger. There was a lot going on though in this trade. Keenum took a ten million dollar pay cut. I mean, he was on the books for seventeen million dollars, so he just accepted the fact that if he was a free agent, oh, he'd never get that. He right. would. He he's gonna make, I think what is it now? Seven and a half or eight million dollars this year total. And he's saying, I don't think I was going to do better than that as a free agent. He's probably right. I mean, I, I don't know or not. But he's just kind of accepting his lot in life. And then the Broncos, like everyone who talks to John Elway, I think as a source or whatever it is, or just just loves the old, old guy. Just like couldn't wait to be like, well, you got to give Elway credit. <laughs> you know, he got something for Keenum in the end. Like I know oh, it was a on. bad situation. Please. He had to pay four million Dollars to get rid of the awful contract that he signed. No one was given Case Keenum guaranteed money into year two. So that's on Elway. And then they do this little pick swap thing in 2020. What that is is to save face to the dummies out there. That is not worth anything. <laughs> you just moved up in the 2026 to the seventh round. I don't care about that at all. It, it, it's not a good deal for Denver. Shut up.
6: This lipstick on a pig is for John. <laughs> <sighs> I
5: love this episode. <laughs> by, John yeah. Elway also getting taken down. And I stand by what I said a few weeks ago. <laughs> if there was a team um, I wouldn't want to root for right now, it's the Redskins. And this trade only. I mean, you've been consistent
3: match. with that for.
6: But half I a think decade. It's, they've they had a little bit of an upswing for a minute or two, and now it's going. I just want to say, the one thing, the Teddy Bridgewater thing. Can we just calm down a little bit? Like, just the give idea, him a chance, though. Give him a chance. I know. And on the okay, fair enough. Maybe they're a nine and seven ceiling team with Fred uh, with with Teddy, but. Um, we just don't know. What is his market now, by the way, Teddy Bridgewater? It's a tough situation. He waited all these years. He comes Miami. back from this horrific injury. And now what is the, Teddy Bridgewater's market if he's trying to it's, get a starting job? It's, it's bad. Is a yeah. bust?
5: Yeah, it's bad timing.
6: He, he needs to it's been a some tough, year uh, get
5: – he has, he has to have a five, six, seven-run game st- as a starter some year where the guy in front of him gets hurt or whatever. He's not going to have that market now, and then that's when he could possibly ever get a starting contract. But it's not, you know, he, he might get more than Keenum's making right now, uh, but not much. Do you shift into a place where you wait for a big injury and then you just
3: move in as starter with more money? I just, I agree with you. There's no market right now. I
6: stand. By the way, I also stand by, and we got to move on. But I stand by that that week seventeen. Had a strangely big impact on him. That the using let's use the Redskins as a, an example. Teddy Bridgewater, if he doesn't play in that game, don't they? Isn't there a chance they're probably thinking Teddy's a better option right now than Case Keenum, the most recycled quarterback in the league?
3: I think it's more about, it, in, yeah. I mean, it, I hope Keenum's I been hope in some front similar so offenses
5: to Jay Gruden, and yeah, that's like I he's been know. available. He's one right. No one
6: wanted Teddy last year, which is a sign, you know, yeah.
5: team, teams don't like him as much as I do.
6: All right, uh, finally, um, the Giants and the Browns have done some business, Mark Sessler. The Browns acquired defensive end Olivier Vernon and a fourth-round pick in this year's draft uh, from the Giants uh, in exchange for guard Kevin Zeitler and a 2019 fifth-round pick. Uh, Interesting trade, and these are names uh, that were connected to that uh, saucy Odell Beckham Um, trade that was buzzing around Twitter. The Browns and Beckham have been connected uh, on Twitter in recent years and it happened again. Instead it's a one for one swap with a couple of uh, mid to late round picks added in. Your thoughts on the deal Mark.
3: I mean the Beckham the proposed Beckham swap which we talk about later in the show was a player for players deal which was absurd. This one is the rare NFL player for player trade with the junkie other pick thing that I like. I think it's the Browns wanted to move, openly wanted to move on from Kevin Zeitler, who is a a quality guard but because they have Austin Corbett on the roster and they want to use their draft pick. Fair enough. And Olivier Vernon fills a need. The other guy in that Odell Beckham trade was Emmanuel Ogba. They are not excited, obviously, about the pass rusher opposite Miles Garrett. You get a 28-year-old Olivier Vernon. Everyone's saying, oh, the Browns absorbed this massive cost. Well, Zeitler was costing 10, 10 and 12 million over the next 3 years. Vernon is under contract for 2 more years for 15 and 15. I like it. It's a dra- it, was, it would have been a huge draft need for them otherwise and you find out if it works or not. He also moves back to a 4-3 defense which is more his traditional spot.
6: Zeitler was pro football focused top pass blocking guard uh, last year. So that to me He's one of those guys PFF seems to love. It, I think more than the Browns, it, I I think it's a lot great of people, for the Giants. It raised eyebrows. Um, and I'm just reading about it as it happens because Vernon gets paid a lot of money for not a lot of uh, production for the Giants who were desperate to move him, and they end up getting a guy that is, is in some circles, seen as the best in the business, at least from a pass blocking. It seems like a big win for the Giants. I think it's a win-win. I actually would rather
5: have Olivier Vernon because, to me, he these are two ultimately – slight disappointments as free agent signings. They were both top 10 guys on our top 101 list when they were free agents. They both got huge deals. If, If the Browns are so willing to move Zeitler, they can't be that much in love with him for at least whatever their scheme is now. Like, I don't care. Like, I know he's good, but he's been involved in these trade rumors. They must not be totally in love. Vernon is productive when he plays. He's not a big sack guy, but he's a pressure guy. He's kind of like Brandon Graham in Philadelphia. Like, he gets pressure when he plays. He's had some injuries, so there's some risk. But he's a pass rusher that's 28. I don't think it's crazy to pay him $15 million. I like that for the Browns. And you make a good case for Zeitler on the Giants that he's a nice pickup.
3: Let's they, give him a win-win. Way win is The Giants him. needed it, and I, and I just – I think yeah, the Giants I – mean, the one issue with the Giants, fine. you've now lost Olivier Vernon. You've lost – the trade deadline last year, Snacks Harrison, Landon Collins is gone. I like to Wes's point a few days ago, name like five players on the Giants defense, unless you're an ultra nerd. I mean, or, or someone that works inside the NFL. Good luck because it's a bunch of no-namers. They uh, Mark saw
5: my eyes lighting up. I was like, I'll take the challenge <laughs> and I'll
6: stomp on it. Uh I guess this also, you know, illuminates how much money. Spe- the Browns are one of the teams with the most cap space. You could do this because Vernon – is getting paid like star money. It's been nothing close to a star, but but if you have the money, spend it. But you also dumped Zeitler's
3: contract. You're really not paying that much more, and it's only for two more years. You're not taking on a five-year guaranteed contract.
6: If
5: Vernon was a free agent, I don't think he would do much worse than the contract he's on. I I really think he would get like tw- at $25 million guaranteed over the first two years of his deal if he was a free agent right now. Because if he was a free agent, just looking at our list. For instance, Malik Jackson is supposed to get cut today. That's not a surprise. He's going to go right into our top 20. I would probably have him right around where Olivier Ver- Ver- Vernon would have been a top 15 to 20 free agent. He would have gotten paid
6: by someone 12, 13, 14, just because he's See, a young guy who can play. To your point. And, yeah, I agree. It's a win-win. To your point, though, why, why not go the draft route? And take a swing on a, a prospect who's well, better th- and cheaper than Vernon. I think they, I think they can, because yeah. again, this is a
3: two-year commitment to Olivier Vernon, and just so we don't have to come back here. And it'll be here. easy to
5: cut. They didn't give him any. Right. If it doesn't work out, they'll cut him next. And
3: time. just so we don't have to come back here two hours from now for another emergency update to this. Greg Malik Jackson Malik Jackson has been cut. Okay. As has Carlos Hyde from the by the
6: Jacksonville. Another drivers. spill by Greg, by the way. It just happened not it's to be. Just not on a technology laptop. this time. The, the the coffee was behind his laptop. My laptop was in the vicinity. That would have been horrendous if Greg's uh, well, this is, sloppy ways could have
5: cost me in a big well, spot. Well, this, you know, was a beautiful, you know, kind of those mug with a small opening. So barely any came out. Let's <clears> calm
6: down. All right. Good. Uh, good breaking <laughs> news. combo. <laughs> Thanks uh, for coming in, Dan. Oh, know. no. You got to grind. It's going. You know, what
3: about
5: me? I came in. Yeah. You, you Good job, too. <laughs> no, you're right. You're right. I didn't know we didn't hear from you initially, you know, last. Well, night. I was actually it, the news happened and Dan's texting me right away and like, hey, should we?
3: I was there? on the on a date night and, Ooh, you know, yeah. so I put the phone in the back pocket and good like job. we're driving around. I get home. There's like eight hundred and fifty texts about all this, like massive breaking news. Like
6: good you, you got home from the date night and Simone was like, where were you? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. Anyway, so now. We're going to throw it to, I step away, I disappear, I go into the time vortex, and I'm gone. I'm replaced by Chris Wessling and Patrick Claibon. Take it away, boys. The Around the NFL Podcast. Turn down coaching the Bengals.
5: Welcome to another edition of the Around the NFL Podcast. I'm Greg Rosenthal, and I'm here in a room overflowing with heroes. Just not the normal ones. It's Mark Sessler, Chris Wessling, and Patrick Claybon in the house. Oh, yeah. Hey, Greg. It's good. <laughs> Mixing it up.
2: You're Greg's Ed McMahon, just like I'm Dan's. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
5: you know, a little different week. Dan um, out for a couple shows, but we've got Claybon here. It's kind of the calm before the free agency. Storm, but uh, a lot of people chirping out there, and that means uh, there's just been a lot of trashy takes just kind of piling up over the last few months, and that's where the man, Patrick Claibon, comes in and he just cleans up that trash.
1: And that's what I like to do. You know, I like to sift through society's uh, refuse. And get covered in it, and have it affect my <laughs> mental state, and get really angry at it, and then try to hold on to it. It's been a while since share you've with you have
3: been in here, so you must have a, like a mountain of trash. It's been shit. too oh, long.
5: Okay. Maybe since last off season.
3: I don't. Yeah, know.
1: it's it's been a while, but I understand you guys are you know traveling the globe, um, <laughs> once <you> know, falling <laughs> in love. <laughs> You know, creating progeny. I mean, Wes oh, yeah. is
5: yeah. Wes has been in love for quite a while, but yeah, he has a wedding coming up. I believe you have some wedding-related activity this weekend that you're flying off to.
2: I have a shower in St. Louis. Yes.
5: Well, why do you for, have to be there?
2: I believe me. I've asked that question. Support. All right. There is a shower my own family is throwing in Cincinnati, and I'm not even allowed to be there, which is how showers should be.
5: Okay. So that's what you're doing, uh, Tamposi, the loose cannon. Behind the glass is alive and, alive well, and well. But she's sound off. better. Oh my she's god. Heading god. off to a European vacation, so there's just like a lot going on. Oh yeah. Are you re- are you packed? Are you ready?
4: Like what's I'm half packed. I gotta pack a little bit more tonight and then I'm gonna take off. Uh got a lot of DMs from yesterday's show. Oh nice. A lot of people.
1: So now they're double ironic, right? Because it's normally it's like, right. "Oh yeah, I'm not that guy," but then it's like, <laughs> "Right, <laughs> oh I'm yeah." If you didn't guy,
5: listen no. to the show, yeah, we we commented on the untoward, uh, cheesy DMs you get from interested uh, men.
4: Yeah, I was reading through a couple of them, and one of them that's my favorite one. Uh, I just found it this morning. It just said, "Hey, comma, patriots suck."
3: <laughs> I like. That oh, one. That, yeah, <laughs> well, that's true. That's sure I was like, "That's not my Negative. like. Why are yeah. you?
4: Why are you sliding into my DMs to say that?"
3: Are any of them creative or
5: entertaining on any level?
3: I
4: mean, no. They're kind of lame because someone's like, I hope my girlfriend in my photo shows you that I'm not a creepy guy.
5: (laughs) That's another. (laughs) Yeah, that's kind of another way to do it. Like, I'm not
3: normal. Someone was like,
4: I hope you know that by looking in my photo that it's me and my girlfriend, you don't find me being another creepy guy. Huh. You know,
3: I mean, are the vast what? majority of these people like unemployed, like twenty-one year olds in Ireland?
4: A lot of them are people. T- now that I'm going abroad, being like, "Where are you going here? Can mm. we? Can we?" Yeah, go that's why you don't
5: want to <laughs> totally.
1: I'm going to an- be on this continent. <laughs> yeah, you've been
5: in, you've been announcing it on your multi, on your three podcasts that you're a part of. You're of course the <laughs> producer of the Nick and Rosenthal Vanity Project. VP that what we do together unnecessary for, plug for comedy Central why not get them in here and then but the bigger news I wanted to bring up is you had kind of an emotional episode of the broadcast. Uh, with Emma VP now yeah. announcing her departure. Yeah, from the it NFL. was
4: tough. It's our it's our breakup part one. There is a part two coming. Um, that you will you gotta you gotta listen I'm, in.
5: I'm waiting for it. I, which it,
3: uh which part includes my soundbite that was recorded in an alley two, about <laughs> a mile from here?
4: I think it's part two. So, <laughs> spoiler alert. <laughs> so yeah, everyone,
5: please check out all of the
4: answers. You
3: are an alley dweller. Well I was I was actually I when you were guys you, when were you make you jogging? No well here's the thing I was I was walked <laughs> from work all the way to the end of a lot we were on Washington Boulevard all the way to Sepulveda. and then I got the request and I thought if I don't do it now I'll, it'll be the next day
5: so I did it but I was walking while leaving a mm. voicemail that you need to listen to later. I mean no one has m- more beautiful alley shots in their uh, IG uh, back catalog than Mark Sessler.
2: You should create an account just call it Alligram.
5: I don't know Why? Why like, so
1: many alleys, though? Because they're not convenient, right? But L.A. That's, is an that's alley the, city. It's an alley. I mean, I'm
5: on surround. I'm always
3: yeah. in alleys in L.A. It's, they're also, yeah, they're often always... empty too, outside of like the annoying, like gigantic vehicle that's going mm-hmm. one mile an hour to try to dodge you. It's like and we're not Ted Bundy. Each other. Santa Monica well, feels too. like it's
5: mostly alley
3: with yeah. like a, a side of actual streets.
5: All right, I think we've...
3: I'm, like, deeply jealous of Erica's <laughs> travel plans. Not at all jealous of yours, Wes's. <laughs> uh, Save it for the Side Streets podcast. Let's
5: do some news, Erica. <laughs> Ridiculous. Burger, get out of
7: the freaking way!
5: It's Odell Beckham. It's OBJ. I call him ODB. Uh, the Cleveland Browns... A lot of whispers, Mark. You texted us three or four days ago, saying like you're hearing a lot on the Browns' dark web about uh, Odell Beckham.
1: Which sounds like a euphemism. And
5: then, like two days later, it really did come out into the national consciousness. And Andrew Hawkins, that who also has a podcast, former Brown, kind of put it out there. And it got to the point where Ian Rappaport and Tom Pelissero are addressing it Friday, uh, Thursday, rather on Up to the Minute. And Rap Sheet said. The brown, the uh, the Giants have no interest, uh, in trading Odell Beckham, and Aditi Kinkawala was on a Cleveland radio station, saying that she heard there was an offer from the Browns that would have included Kevin Zeitler, uh, Emmanuel, Emmanuel Agba. Agba, and a third player that she wasn't sure about. The Giants, Baker Mayfield, the Giant, a Giant source shot it down that they would never be interested. in It's unclear, like, if that offer happened, but there's there's Buzz out there. Are you buying it? Well, I'm buying that
3: they. I'm buying that a phone call might have been made from Cleveland to New York. I don't think there's been literally a sand grain of evidence to suggest that New York is calling anyone about moving Beckham. But it was it was John Dorsey who said at the combine he held up his phone. He's like, "Listen, call me. I'll call you." He's like, "They are the Browns. I think are going to be very active in free agency. They still have a ton of cap room." The Kevin Zeiler thing from the start on this so called Brown's dark web was Yeah, I was don't know. Sometimes well,
5: Mark just has this Brown's information and he doesn't tell us where it comes from. Um when I float it to you often guys very correct. When I float it to you guys on text, it's like unless like the
3: Associated Press reported this an hour ago, it's not legit. It's like i I said this is this is totally out there. It's maybe total BS, but it's out there. And the Zeitler thing was always packaging Zeitler plus X, Y, and Z to a team that desperately needed offensive line help, and offered something big in return. And the Giants make sense when you put all that together. I think that it's crazy to think that you would trade Kevin Zeitler, Emmanuel Ogba, who the Browns are essentially looking to upgrade from already. Zeitler's being replaced by a second-year player they drafted. And I don't know who the player to be named is, but that is usually a lesser player than the players that are named. Why on earth would you move Odell Beckham for that?
7: Oh, that to okay. me seems from the Giants' insane. perspective. Yeah, from the Giants. Like, that's
2: why the story feels massively incomplete to me. This reminds me of back in the days when I used to play Dynasty League fo- Fantasy Football. The best way to get good in Dynasty f- Football is to trade all of your like kind of good players for an absolute superstar. Like, why would the Giants want to trade for these like okay, slightly above average starters when you've got a super? What would the Giants be telling
3: every single person that follows the Giants <laughs> if you made that move?
1: one day become a GM and trade with us because you can absolutely <laughs> take advantage of us by packaging together the guys that you aren't going to resign. And we'll, you know, give you our transcendent guy who may be on his way to Canton. I, I think perhaps, um, first of all, Mark and Aditi are in the same dark web, which I think is cool. Like, do you, <laughs> no doubt. Do you guys use like.
5: <laughs> well, it's true. <laughs> Cause I listened to this radio, um, appearance she had and she's buddies with all the guys in Cleveland, Bull and Fox, Ah, uh, there's some other, you know, there's some other station. She was clearly on a, you know, she's deep into this dark web. But I will
7: say
3: one thing: it was not. I have not contacted Nick Shook, who already <laughs> is inside the Browns Building. He had nothing to do with You've this. You've cultivated that source for five years.
1: <laughs> well, Shook has lost his membership in the dark web, right? You have to remove your hood and you have to state your purposes.
3: I think <laughs> Shook essentially now has to be, you
5: know, he's writing for the team's
3: right. website. Those the team websites typically are not. Hot take machines. It's state the facts and get out of there. Get out I of would love to, to
5: see Shook break the Odell Beckham story.
3: <laughs> but He's not going to be doing that. Does, that. does that hurt?
1: Do you think that hurts the relationship? You hear that,
3: Shook? He's <laughs> Sessler's doubting you. He told me. I mean, he'll tell you the same. You're He's not breaking
1: news inside from
7: inside the Sorry, sorry
1: no. I, I live in fear of an angry Shook. Uh, as, as does, does everyone. everyone. True. <laughs> be noted. But in terms of GMs, right, let's say – that that is the conversation. He's like, hey, uh, what if you want this trash for Odell Beckham Jr.? Does that hurt the, the chance of a future trade if somebody makes trash trade offers to you? Or
5: is it just like, hey, man, get out of here?
2: I think it leaves a bad taste in your mouth, but if you want a guy on the other team bad enough, you're you're going to overlook him. Yeah,
5: it's like the Dynasty League you were talking about. Like, that's the guy you just end up talking, you know, shit about. It's like, all right, enough uh, – Enough with those, enough with these offers, Ricky. Like, you know, Adrian Peter, you know, the, the guy who was always just sending these moonshot offers is hoping someone finally takes it. But, but do we an think John guy. Dorsey actually called up and made I think that insane offer? No, I th- Fabiano does yeah. that move a little bit, I think, in his, in his league. <laughs> and like I think too many it bad might out.
1: make people reluctant to trade with him.
5: Right? Maybe. Uh, there, are, there have been other reports, though, <laughs> oh, my God, that thanks. Zeitler is available. Now, I don't know if that was connected, and Duke Johnson uh, could also be available in a trade I would be stunned
3: I think the Duke Johnson probably boils down to where the Kareem Hunt suspension is but Duke Johnson is someone that they've never figured out to how to how to actually maximize under multiple multiple coaches and he's sort of the guy left out of the mix at this point
5: little surprising Zeitler would potentially get traded one of but one of the highest paid guards in the league and I guess they like his his back well
2: they drafted Austin Corbett last year in the second round and he sat the bench all year so they're probably looking to play him and Cut Zeitler's contract.
5: So Zeitler could be part of this whole trade, uh, tsunami, as uh, Patrick Claibon once named, uh, named it on uh, <laughs> tsunami, It's a sequel. <laughs> it's a sequel. Trade, <laughs> oh, tsunami. Trade tsunami. <laughs> oh, I get it. Went it. over I'm, my head. Sorry. I'm, think, I'm think waiting. about it like
1: a movie poster, and there's Greg, a like, ride, two. riding a wave that's oh, actually like that. making the number two.
5: I'm waiting that's, for it. Done. I'm waiting for it. There's so many. Players that seem like they're available right now. There's so much salary cap space. As we tape this, it hasn't really started yet, and I just feel like it's going to be trades. It's going to be cuts. It's going to be everything. The entire NFL offseason is basically going to happen in the next ten days or so, which is wild. But here's some of the names that have just come up in the last, you know, two days. Michael Bennett of the Eagles on the market. Robert Quinn on the Dolphins. Uh, Pelicero said there's been some trade talks, and Jordan Howard. Uh, has been talked about, according to ESPN. That's been Adam's out there, Schefter. It's Been out so, there yeah, since Nagy had, landed in so, Chicago, right? And but so I guess it's been ba- It's back now that there's there's some more talks. Uh, well, which which of these guys you know strikes your fancy?
2: Well, Jordan Howard to me is the one. Like I could definitely see him getting traded. And when people say he doesn't fit Matt Nagy's offense, it's the same reason why a lot of teams aren't interested in Adrian Peterson, because you have to build the offense around them as an every down power back. Once they're on the field in passing situations, it's a tell that, hey, this guy is in. The, we're not passing the ball to this guy. If he's in the game, we're running it. There were whispers that the Dolphins had some interest in him
3: at the trade deadline last year, and he's entering a contract here. So now this is exactly what the Giants didn't do with Landon Collins. If you want to get anything for him, make it happen now. I can't
5: imagine you get too much.
3: Figure. No, you get a no. like a late no.
5: pick. Yeah, it's it's,
3: it's a
1: tough situation, especially for Jordan Howard. Um yeah. you know, you, you get moved to a team and you like you don't know if they want to commit to you long term and you're going into a contract year. Um something shiny may come up in the draft and that guy may may get more run than you. It, it puts these guys in a in a tough situation, especially at running back.
5: He's one of those guys that always you're not quite sure why he's good. He always seems to do better and get more yards than you expect. Like he doesn't look that fast, but he still like can get past people. He's one of the – I don't know. You can see why he fell a little bit in the draft and the same sort of reasons why people don't give him a lot of credit, but he's still pretty effective.
2: Also, Michael Bennett and Robert Quinn sort of had the um, inverse seasons last year. Quinn started out in September and early October playing really well and faded down the stretch. Michael Bennett was incredible down the stretch. He was great. Playing lights out. And to me, that's a little surprising that they get rid of him as well as he played.
1: They're just in such that – it's such a money situation with with the Eagles right now. Yeah, it's kind of my
5: maxim that cap space is overrated. Uh, But for the Eagles, they are probably in as much trouble as anyone. And I think they would say they're fine playing it close to the cap because they feel like they can be flexible. But sometimes in this situation, it's like you just have to make a choice between about four good defensive linemen. And Chris Long is on the books next year. He's a great value, and so you, you know, and he's been, you know, he's been there a little longer, and and Bennett's older. I'd,
1: I'd like to see Bennett in Atlanta. Uh, they've had some issues trying to keep Vic fit. Beasley healthy. Um, that works. Get him to make some plays. Uh, yeah, <laughs> there that, was the that part. The playoff game uh, where he he would be a great didn't fit. get in the double digits in plays. Uh, purely healthy. Brooks Reed was playing a lot. Uh, yeah, good.
3: Well, we, I like, on, like on the Robert Quinn front, though, it's like this is one of those classic. The Dolphins are looking to trade him or they're just going to release him. He saves them 13 million with zero dead money if he gets cut. They're going to cut him Hang every on.
5: every September cuz I used to love Robert Quinn. There was that one year I think it was 2015 when I was convinced he was going to be like the next great defensive player. And every year he seems to start off a house on fire and then, you know, he has these chronic back issues and it and I think that's probably what ends up showing up by November December. So yeah, they'll probably cut him. I thought the Giants were going to cut Olivier Vernon. Uh, but Kim Jones and uh, Rapsheet said on Up to the Minute that it looks like now they're going to keep Olivier Vernon. They couldn't, you know, he was maybe available in a trade, but he's making a lot of money. And I think that's telling about the pass rush market that they, that they will keep him, and I think it's smart. Well, to keep you have Emmanuel Ogba coming your way, so you don't need Olivier <laughs> Vernon. He's only 28 years old, Olivier Vernon. It's like they're not going to get better by continuing to cut the, and another get rid guy. of their
2: best players. Also another guy who played really well at the end of last year. That's right.
1: What's, I wonder what it does for the free agent edge mar- rusher market when six or seven guys are getting the franchise tag. Like, does that ultimately hurt how much the guys are getting paid?
5: Or hmm. does it raise them
3: I much, mean, the it's. I point. think what hurts no, think just as much it. is this draft class, which is that's meant to be the position.
5: Mm-hmm. No, I think it helps it. So I think you're talking about Preston Smith, Zedaria Smith, and then potentially D Ford on a new contract. Like, I am not buying that he's going to be a member of the Chiefs. If he's available in a trade – I just don't understand why he wouldn't get traded because he's. It's hard to find guys like that. Like, if if it only takes a, a maybe a third round pick to get D right. Ford, and and I would guess that's the case if, if they're willing to trade him. Like, someone's gonna do it by April.
2: Go get D Ford.
5: Like Trey Flowers is probably gonna make seventeen, eighteen million dollars a year. By April or by next Friday. Maybe by next Friday for D Ford.
1: New NFL strategy: uh, collect as many threes as you can, and then wait for. Wait to trade for guys like D Ford. I love it. Cycle them out. Right. Definitely. I think trade
5: like veteran trades, mid round trades is kind of uh, a nice move that the Eagles and the Rams and the and the Patriots have done quite well over the last few years. And another one is picking up these guys like Michael Bennett. I think that's the new money ball. 33 year olds on one year contracts that are actually still good at football. Everyone's so afraid to pay
2: them. They help you win games. Haven't the Patriots been doing that for 15 years or more?
5: <laughs> they, have. they have.
2: Yeah. Like, hey, if you want to win a championship, come play for us for cheap. You just woke Erica up. I
5: know Erica's got a big old smile on her. I haven't seen you smile all week. You do look like a totally different person am, than than 48 hours ago. Oh my god.
7: Which
1: is how you make Patriots fans happy. You, you discuss value because they, <laughs> that's that's what they that's what they
5: Look, look at the big
2: smiles about? across the room. I know. They're what are you so talking about? Happening. I don't
5: I don't I want to keep Trey flowers. I don't yeah, care. Yeah, but you're not even a
2: real Patriots thing. fan. Yeah, you're but already I'm, looking forward to I'm not the, following I'm him the anymore. I'm
5: the realist. I don't know if you listened to Monday's show, but I was there when Doug Flutie went around Around uh, end there, scored
2: a touchdown on the Colts. I was also there when you said I can't wait to dump the Patriots. As yeah, a the team subreddit,
4: that. Greg, is like just. I know, I know you don't,
5: you that. don't vent, Greg. You don't, you don't really believe hey, in the one, subreddit. Yeah, but one reason why I don't <coughs> read the subreddit ever.
4: But wow. they, you are getting yeah, taken,
3: you are taking, getting taken behind the woodshed for your Patriots fan because he literally
4: because was like, "All when Brady and Belichick leave, I'm not going to be a fan."
1: Good, anymore. one less Patriots fan. I,
5: I'll <laughs> say. I was just trying to be real about it. When Belichick retires. Am I gonna be as invested? Maybe we'll see. If they have Josh Rosen, maybe. But I uh, mean, but you
3: are—you do understand that you are being tagged, and correctly so by definition, as the ultimate fairweather fan. That the minute that no. the coach it's or the quarterback, the definition quarterback of needs, fairweather. Well,
1: how no? Good. Well, 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 if said he was going to transfer to those those folks, I'm
5: not switching
3: teams.
1: That. Then they'd be happy
5: about. it. Right. I'm not. I'm saying. You're like, listen, you're
3: not ready to go through a dark stretch with them, basically. Which, is a 10-year dark stretch. It's not stretch. so you much gotta, that as, like, I've thought
5: about the nature of being a fan of any team and letting any team kind of control your emotions up and down. Combine that with the fact that we won. I mean, Erica, I mean, not, Erica and I won the lottery. This is it. You're not going to top this. This is the greatest run in, in any you team that's had. said four years
2: ago. Right, and, and the now, it, got now it's
5: even better. But and so it's like, you're not going to top that. I don't want to be in, a, in something that's only getting a little worse. Here,
1: here we go. What hurts your argument is that you're going to wait to do it. Do it now.
5: Yeah, do it now. Well, Belichick's still there. No,
3: what do what it does that say about your character that you <laughs> jump the minute things get tough? That's not, you, should, you should jump that's now. That's not how I look We've at it. We've had this well, discussion. That's how, but that's how everyone <laughs> else is looking at it. You well, may not. They're but... looking at it wrong.
4: No, they're not. I had a great <laughs> not conversation. Not in the world of fandom. With McDaniels in an elevator at Combine. For wait, you are just Josh on a last McDaniels. name
5: basis? Okay.
4: Yeah, we he, we shook hands. She calls him Mickey D. He, Josh.
1: <laughs> Yo, okay. We talked about
4: his wife. and a Ale- We were, we go way back. We had to wait for a it's couple of elevators. It's good to start elevators. there. Yeah, we, we <laughs> were really cool. Now, the the future is still so bright.
5: What did he tell you?
4: You didn't not know your business. Here's the
5: thing. They they would probably <laughs> not be... Not your business. In this future world, they are probably... They're almost absolutely 1A. But I, I feel like my nature of fandom is different w- than all these guys on the Reddit board and you guys. Anyways, it's that... You guys know me. I end up rooting for like four, five, six other teams, none as emotionally as the Patriots. But you just kind of see who you like. That's how you should. That, I, I mean, mean that's a totally you're talking to a
3: Browns fan that has lived in essentially Leibon. medieval times. Leibon's I don't more of this. He's
5: he's kind of like West too, where he's no, his he he roots for players. No, but you and West are not the
3: same though. West, you can't just say that you're West because you're going to jump out on the Patriots. They've not given you any anything but love and joyful moments. That even before it
5: gets bad, you're going to cut bait just because it's kind of like it might get bad. Maybe not even bad, but just like rem- in, oh, have the average time that you had together be that excellent. It's but, like maybe you should quit <laughs> your wet your marriage right when it's at the top.
7: No, <laughs> what are you
1: total what villainy? Now? Oh yeah, <laughs> I'm just cutting. because then Sierra might come along, right? <laughs> it
7: <well, laughs> Makes that, sense. That is-
1: Ultimately, the way I feel about it, I I don't care about fanhood as much because then it. It was like, well, Patrick, what if hypothetically somebody wanted to stop being a fan of the New England Patriots? And I, my reaction to that is, yes,
5: <laughs> see, right. more
1: people should do that. Specifically I, you,
5: about the Patriots, you were pretty broken up about when uh, Lamar and uh, the Ravens lost in that first round, and I think it got you soul searching about fandom. Like, you don't want to be no, this I just, invested emotionally. No, purely,
1: I, I just don't like the Patriots. Which, and I love Greg, and I would like for Greg to not like the Patriots anymore. <laughs> and so the, the You're idea out of that, for him.
3: yeah, it's cool. All right, I mean I'll listen no, to that, but me. I'm not. I am in no way <laughs> buying. There's I no... think
4: this is a bunch of BS. <laughs> Thank you, Erica. And I just wanted to wipe that smile off your face. You need to get your, your yeah. sh together. It's, I this think is it's, ridiculous. The, it's the yeah.
2: nonchalance that rankles me. When I broke up with the Bengals, it was one of the most scarring processes of my life, and still scars me to this day. What was, I mean, the,
5: what was the moment?
2: I think it's a good conversation. When they cut Lee Johnson, their it's long-time punter because he criticized the organization. Like, the moment It's good content, decision,
5: if nothing else. and
3: but I don't think it's a bit, Greg, but I, it does make me – it, it's just another thing. Where I'm like, I have no
5: idea who Greg is at all. <laughs> I just don't understand his thinking at all. It just won't be the same without Bill Belichick. That's that's all I'm saying. Mm. He's my number one guy. It's going to be Josh McDaniels, according to Erica. That makes yeah, it, it's going to be fine. It makes
1: it worse, Greg, if you don't I, quit I, now.
5: Uh Let's move on to Monday Night Football. We'll try to. We talked about Booger <laughs> I know. This I was like now, the This world. is the this is the this I love it. end of show, right? Downstairs, you know, Mark <laughs> and I were talking, we we're like, this is it. We're we we do not have much to talk about. It's a it's a thirty five minute show. Finally we're gonna do it. No, we're gonna never. keep it efficient. This no. is gonna be like our edition of the daily and I'm Michael Barbaro. But it, it's not happening.
1: <laughs> this is the Daily. Look
5: at this. <laughs> you got a Barbaro impression. Uh, l- before we go, let's just do the report that the Boogermobile is not going to be back. That Sporting News is saying. We don't know if Booger McFarlane's going to be
2: back, but no matter what, the Boogermobile is not coming back. Well, if I know that yeah. network well enough, there will be plenty of gimmicks to replace it instead of mm. actual analysis.
1: I want to know what the cost in human resources was to facilitate the Boogermobile and how many people had to lose their jobs
3: in order for this. People are losing their jobs. Yeah, no I doubt about I thought the Boogermobile right. was
5: fine. And I liked his analysis. I don't think there was anything bad about it. Maybe maybe it didn't help the chemistry between him and Witten. Maybe that. I would say, but we I don't have to the, give. I don't know if that was going to work, no matter what. what we else, have to chemistry? give Dan Handis some
3: credit, because on our Twitter show, I would say over the course of the season, the Boogermobile and its issues. He took it. Uh, he he brought it up multiple times. But if I were to list the things that I want removed from Monday Night Football, one of them is gone. Uh, he's now with the Dallas Cowboys. <laughs> this infrastructure on wheels is not nearly in my on my the deepest on my radar. There are other people. They need to c- they continue to cut the fat off of this. The, the big question the is:
5: Is Tessitore back, or do they just start? That's over? whether that tells you whether or not Mark watches Monday Night Football with the sound. Do on. they do they start <laughs> over or not? Did they blow it up? Kurt Warner's been thrown out there. Lewis Riddick. What's wrong
1: with keeping it in the fairway? What's wrong with the broadcast just being fine and us just appreciating? They they try to do too much. That's just, that's my top complaint. I just want yeah. I just want to watch the right. Football.
5: No one would complain like like if it was the number three Fox team, and and they just no. were doing Monday Night Football in the same sort of good Sunday game, meat and potatoes. <laughs> let's, and we let's deliver it. No, no, in no one don't need pardon the interruption in mind. the middle of the game. No.
7: We
2: don't need
5: <laughs> it's like the necessary. whole debate about everything. It's like a lot of – it's the, the answer, though, I think is like a lot of reasons why corporations are
1: – Sucking the soul out of America? Froundering.
5: <laughs> Frustrating. Um, and that's – it's people having to justify their jobs. There's a lot of people on the payroll, and there's – so that just means there's a lot more people having to justify what they do by somehow being part of it and making a decision right. or adding this or that, and it's just –
1: they could always cut salary at the top, but they never do
5: that. You're you, you, Like, you
3: walk around our building, and we don't go to meetings mostly at all, which is We've gotten out of them.
5: We used to a
7: lot.
3: But you walk by any, like, room with more than eight seats, and it's just a bunch of people sitting around, and you know that nothing's happening in the meeting. And there's always – every meeting you go to has three or four people that must inject a comment – just to say, listen, I checked a box, I'm here, I'm engaged mentally, your comment is wasting yet, our time, you've said nothing of value, and yet somehow inside you're building cred. It's yeah, but that's a lot ridiculous. of people's
5: jo- jobs. That's what I'm saying, it shouldn't be a job. When there was a surprising, you know, there's been a lot of departures at the top level of the NFL over the years, and I've heard different things, you know, when people have been forced to leave. And, you know, one of those things is like, well, he didn't really add much in meetings, you know. And I was like, well, who is? I've never – what are you talking about? Like, what are you asking like, of a floating really, middle manager? Never really like came up with some great ideas in meetings. Like, as opposed to what? That's my st-
3: – I hear you, Greg. Last, like we're so back much. on the same uh, wavelength here.
5: Last uh, item of news, Chicago Bears uh, really set up uh, Twitter punchline writers <laughs> all over the country by signing the kicker Chris
2: Blewett. Right, so after Cody Parkey blew it, they signed a kicker to replace him named Blewett. I mean, which is a joke that writes itself, but he does join third string quarterback David Fails and former <laughs> Giants tight end Will Tye on the declarative sentence All Stars.
5: Mm, I think that's a good take. I, I haven't heard that on the Blewett front. I, I was wondering where you were going to come, come with you, that. Would you count Cody
2: Parkey? No. Like, is Parky a verb? I don't know. <laughs> maybe, maybe it is. His name was Cody Parks. Well, Will Parks for the uh, yeah, Will Parks. That's for the Broncos. One. Yeah.
3: You see people change their names for professional reasons all the time. There's a strong case for him at some point in his life to say, "I'll go by this for my taxes." Blew it as my last name, but in general, as a kicker, you know, you've got to see this is going to happen. This is going the minute you make any sort of headway in your career. Bang! People are going to be all over it. Change your name.
1: What would the best kicker name be?
3: What if his name was Chris what, B? What he
2: nailed it? Last name just the letter B. Chris now, how about Chris Clutch? <laughs> oh,
1: like something, something edgy, like, like Chris Laser.
2: I I like it. It shows a
5: a, a Chris tough, accurate a tough character. I feel like he was like, well, we'll nine, year, nine years old. His last name was Blewett, and he was like, you know what I'm gonna do? I'm gonna prove everyone wrong. I'm gonna be an NFL
2: kicker with this last name. And, and, he's like, and he did it.
1: So far, so good. He's at a newser after a kick gets blocked, and people are asking him tough questions. He's like, you think you can hurt me? My name's Blewett. <laughs> yeah,
2: but that position is such a mental and psychological gauntlet already, and then you're stuck with that name. You're already gonna be doubting yourself. There was even point.
3: like Matt Barr, when he <laughs> occasionally would hit the crossbar, became Matt Crossbar,
5: and it's like even that is
3: sneaky annoying. If Al you're Crow.
5: Uh, also uh, a mental mentally difficult uh, thing to get over is when you get thrown into the mix on Trash Takes with Patrick Claybon. and we are so uh, <laughs> overdue to start this segment that I think we should just do it right now. It's yep. Trash Takes with Patrick Claybon.
7: And now, Trash Takes with Patrick Claybon.
5: I forgot about that. Yeah, this
1: frag's just dropping, dropping heat.
5: Um, let's get right into it. Well, uh, for for new listeners, uh, okay. Patrick is the host of Up to the Minute on NFL Network on on Fridays. Some other many other days, hosts a variety of programs uh, on NFL Network. Uh, but he's he's also known kind of as a Twitter superstar. Great, great, great Twitter feed. <laughs> um, you know, has a good way of deciding who has the right take, who has the wrong take, and letting them know about it in a way. Um, that humiliates them, and so I, I, this this segment, <laughs> <laughs> this segment humiliates. is called Trash Takes with Patrick Claibon, where he brings out some takes he didn't appreciate.
1: I, oh well, I don't want to try to humiliate people. I, I just I, I love myself. I'm a, no, I was I'm a I was playing in my opinion.
5: I was playing it up. You know, <laughs> I'm a, I'm a fan of of uh, your sharp wit. No, on, and on twitter.com. And
1: shout out to Alex Wilk, who in the past has tried to, because uh, he he looks out for me and he tries to keep me from going too far. In many instances, you know, there's a hot mic, and he's like, hey, you know, somebody might be listening. Um, and so we kept the names out of it the, the last time that we did this. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're not going to do that this time.
7: Yes. Oh, yeah. Oh, Good.
2: Accountability.
1: Here comes from uh, Warrior1776, which is always an issue, at Chad Moothart. <laughs> he says, speaking of Patrick Mahomes, yeah, but Brady has his ring size on file. Emoji shrug. Cool stats and all but Mahomes needs to develop into a leader like Brady. Mm. Otherwise, we will have another Rogers on our hands, all hype and excuses as to why he can't win more.
2: That tweet so. is checking a lot of boxes. <laughs> yeah. Wait, what was the handle again? Ew,
1: what's that smell? <laughs> it's Trash Takes with Patrick Clayball.
2: At Chad
1: Moothart replying to Pro Football Focus, and I think what I've tried to do here today is because the trash takes genre has has spanned out into so many different things. As Wes said, it just has so much going on, right? There's the <laughs> it's
2: like a Faulkner novel. There's
1: the Rings argument, which is always right. trash. There's the Rogers isn't good arg- arg- argument, which or always or a trash. leader, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Or and there's the Mahomes thing and excuses. <laughs> it's it's bad. It's trash. After
5: after one year of the Patrick Mahomes experience, in which he's <laughs> won the MVP, and then scored right. 32 points in the AFC Championship game, including 28 in the fourth quarter. That and was, that was a year good. in which
2: he didn't have a single awful game. Not, Not one. one. Not <laughs> one. And also throwing in stats as if it can't be possible that you would have great stats and be a leader. They have but, to be separate. But
5: he's a great example. I, I believe uh, – you know he obviously played more than well enough uh, to beat the Patriots that day, and and how different of an offseason it would be for him if the instead of the Patriots we're talking about, we're talking about the 28 points he put up in the fourth quarter to go to the Super Bowl on the way to romping the Rams, which I kind of have a feeling that the Chiefs would have done.
2: Right. I, this oh, is yeah. how narratives start. That like Patrick Mahomes is less good because Tom Brady entered the <laughs> zone in overtime. Right. Because of a coin flip.
5: Right. Yeah, like he needs to be better at coin flip. Cuz D Ford was in the <laughs> neutral zone. Although, you know when you watch that play, uh, this is my chance to bring this up. No one ever brings up. It's very unclear whether the he was actually intercepted, and the guy got inbounds. No, uh, I forget who it was Kendall uh, Fuller. It, I went back and looked at it, and it was very. I, I looked at it multiple angles. They would have gone a review. I'm just saying. Everyone was saying that D. Ford play they cost it, him you're the Super a Bowl. Fan. Cost him the Super Bowl? You don't know that. That actually, he might not have got it. Mm. S- stop liking the Patriots, correct? <laughs> okay. Uh, next draft take, Patrick. <laughs> okay.
1: Uh, this one uh, combines a couple of genres as well. Uh, one of which I hate the most is ratings, uh, combined with the Rams don't have any fans.
6: Mm. This
1: guy said, fact, semicolon. More people in LA watch the Pats Chiefs than Rams Saints. That's never happened before for a home team to have less viewers within their local market in conjunction with another game the same day.
2: Who, who authored this tweet? This was, oh no! Coach Boyne DHS? <laughs> Do we know if this is indeed a fact that no home team has ever been I, outrun? I just, I just I know it. I don't.
1: I just know I don't care. Like, why do people care about ratings so much? This, not is big, this is one of your big. This is one
2: of your big
5: talking it. points. Why? When did it become? When did America become convinced that we should all care about ratings when it comes to sports? And it's a good point. There is a lot of like, just like, why talk about. Oh, did it go up a point? Did it go down a point? Why are fans so worried? Well, I'm not event? sure all of America cares about ratings. <laughs> okay, I know our, that you care Twitter, a lot about ratings,
3: feeds, but Twitter it's a very small sports, circle of people, like hardcore sports, sports fans.
2: Yeah. yeah, hardcore sports.
1: Fans. Yeah, it's, you know, Darren Ravel has five million followers, and it's like right. You get the Sports Business Daily retweeting overnights from... I worry about those
2: five am I'm, I'm
5: hesitant to say something as declaratively, you know, and potentially stupid as this guy did, but I bet there's no way that, that he's right about that. <laughs> Anyways, first of all, if the Rams were later in the day, they would have gotten the bigger rating. They got a totally normal rating in L.A. and nationally for that game. I, I remember it was up from the year before, but the second game always gets bigger ratings. That's just how well, it Well, we'd have works. to look. I I thought I read something similar, but I
3: I think, number one, the, for me, Los Angeles is different than any other city in the entire country, and I
5: don't care what sports ratings coming out of Los Angeles are for anything.
3: <laughs>
7: right.
5: And it's a huge sports. It is a huge sports town. It's just not a huge local NFL team town. Not like yet. The NFL ratings get huge, are huge here. It's just you know, there's 20 different teams to root for. A lot of different people.
2: Right. I subscribe to this people. theory now. I don't care at all about TV ratings. It doesn't. It doesn't bother me. And now I'm. Doesn't like, affect what's me What's it? At all.
1: What's it doing for? Did you like the game? <laughs> like right. after the AAF, the opening weekend, people. It's like, oh, ratings. This ratings. That. I was like, hey guys, uh, did, did you like? How'd you feel about Trent Richardson? Do y'all want to talk about sports, or are we gonna do this <laughs> <laughs> about this about other people's money? It's not your money. Yeah. Um. All right. Loosely interpreted as trash. I personally love this tweet. I just, maybe, but not for the reasons that the tweeter uh, sent it out. During Combine Week, Twitter can be bad. It can be horrible. Uh, Our friend Chase Goodbread or... Carbs. Yeah. You know, Value Pumpernickel. So many different names you could have for Chase. Wait, Uh, Value Pumpernickel? (laughs) Yeah, Goodbread. Love Um, it. (laughs) There's, he had a tweet about the Seahawks asking a player to have a staring contest. And there were many reactions to it. But Jim Nagy of the Senior Bowl replied, grit test to it. No. A staring contest to test the
5: grit. He thinks, he thinks,
7: no recycling
2: here. <laughs> it's trash tapes with Patrick Lable. The tenacity
1: of a football player determined.
2: What percentage do you think that tweet was serious? 100% I don't know. or less? That's it's true. We don't know. We don't know. I we don't know,
5: and yeah. that's, I, I I don't know it's, if I think it. I, think I love it's, it. I think 98%. <laughs> I mean, he works for a college scouting bowl, I think, uh, He's saying it's a grid test. I mean, you Patrick Claybon. You never know, though. We don't know that man. Uh,
3: You're also you also you have a, you have a burner account of your own. Several. All right. Well, one of them <laughs> is David Ely quotes, and I I want to know how serious this pinned
5: wait tweet really? From, Patrick has multiple <laughs> burner accounts. How of serious course. is this tweet
3: from February 2016 from David Ely? If I'm texting, I'm sexting. It's been pinned there for three years.
1: The character of David Ely quotes was purely born from the idea of that tweet. <laughs> I was trying to get into the idea because well, we all know and love david ely sure um, he he's he's a sensible uh Run, sexual man
5: helps runs the newsroom downstairs
1: but he has sometimes uh some hilarity with involved with relationships with women and so in my mind the idea of an overly overtly sexual david ely that talks to women you know in in very sexual terms uh it was it was great fodder for a twitter account and then comedy it, you know
7: he texting. is
3: my he's my boss, and I just had my review with him about twenty minutes ago, so totally support David Ely, a wonderful guy. Um, I don't know if, if he's offended by what you're writing, how I'm is on that, his side.
5: How is that dynamic? Because initially there were the some concerns that, like, hey, you know, I've been at this company longer than you, I'm older than you, yet you're my boss, so this is just strange.
2: Listen to Stinky David. Everything can take that everything, can, everything is, is going go absolutely,
5: absolutely great with David Ealy. <laughs> 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 all right, let's hear another trash stick.
1: Okay, Uh, this one comes from Rivals Mike. After the Ravens lost to the Chargers uh, in the playoffs in 2018, he says, where are all the Lamar Jackson apologists now?
2: Mm. First of all, what are you apologizing
7: for?
1: Yeah, my initial reply was right here, Bucko. (laughs) (laughs) Bucko! I I know the bar is always going to move for Lamar Jackson, but it was just weird after a playoff game in which he actually outpassed Phillip Rivers in – to To send that out, and it just kind of encapsulates the whole reaction. I blocked a lot of people uh, because I'm I'm am I'm a big fan of Lamar's, and uh, it's just stuff like that. Like, what do we, how do we determine success for other people, and why can't it be the same? It, that,
5: it's a very common version of trash take. Is basically, you have a long-held belief, and then the moment you have anything to support it. That's the moment where you tweet, I was right. You uh-huh. know, like and in, in sports, and, we, and I've done it too. I'm sure I've done it a million times too. That like, okay, I'm going to ignore all the rest of, you know, the time that I didn't say anything for the last two months. But here now that I have something that proves my point, I was right. I told you so.
2: No. I, I hesitate hey, Richie, to say this.
5: Take out the garbage.
2: <laughs> It's Trash Takes with Patrick Claiborne. See, Dan is on the show. We <laughs> not him in. Only very recently, I would say in the last year and a half or so, I've seen a gradual shaming of people who handle Twitter. Because Twitter has been like that for ten years, Yes. crowing about when you're right. And I've seen a gradual kind of drifting away from that. People realizing that maybe we're not this arrogant and cocky in real life. Why are we acting like this on this medium? It's because of thought leaders like
5: Claybon, You know, it's shaming, holding people <laughs> accountable. And now yeah, I finally, think, I long think the last. group is is doing it. I think we've had so many good trash takes. We actually should take a break, like the other day we had uh, that nice we'll little minute uh, cleansing of the palate. And this time, though, Mark's the one that's going to cleanse it, I believe. Well,
3: we have um, occasionally we ban phrase it. I thought, it, along with your annoyance at people's tweets, that yeah. some of the stuff that t- pops up on Twitter, and I am f- far from like a uh, – a millennial watchdog of what's what's cool or not to be. We sane. all are. So but
5: you're you're banning phrases. I'm banning <laughs> phrases.
3: If I if I if I'm starting to say these phrases, they anyone younger than me should not be, and I'm not. But these even I, I don't even want to say. It goes
5: so well with trash takes. It does. Like this this to me sounds like eight o'clock, eight thirty, NBC on a Wednesday night, back to back. Like these two, <laughs> they do. <laughs> you know they pair mean? very well. Like they're, they're it's like it's a beautiful it's marriage. Like, yeah. But I will like Erica. I'll allow you because you're like a
3: no less than 20 years younger than me, I think, that you could, or 19, you could tell me if these are dead on or not. Sure. Um, and the first one comes from Emma VP, who sent this along during the week, and she's she might be the best writer in the building, and she has a good eye for what is total BS. And not going to be in the building much longer. Nope, leaving, she will not. find the coop. I didn't know if that was my announcement to make, but. She's <laughs> announced I, yeah. it a few okay. places. <laughs> yeah, I think so it's her career. Uh, So she made this great point that every time now, this is on Instagram too, more than, much more than Twitter. Whenever you get like a clown car of like four people in a photo, like a group photo, but they're not like doing the smile with their arms around each other, but it's something else and like a little serious and like might be, it's black and white or there's some nice shadow. And then they just like, the hashtag is like our album cover or our album is dropping next week. It's like, no, your album is not dropping you (laughs) flock of idiots. No Do argument. we agree with Emma's take there? That's heavy shelling.
2: Yeah. Oh my God! Ah! You're saying if you, ah! so many people are dead, if you are not indeed putting out an album, you cannot. Joke's make a not joke. funny. No, You're saying the not. joke's not funny. It anymore. is. It is. It's been it, overdone. If
3: it was ever funny, it no longer <laughs> still is. Um, this one annoys me, and it's. I kind of thought this worked for certain groups of people very early on, but it is tiresome. Hashtag squad goals.
4: Oh, God.
1: Ugh.
3: Yeah, that's past. Get it out of that's here.
4: Oh, I wow. like that one. Really? That's so I'm saying.
3: I'm not saying that I'm right about this, it's but it stupid. is highly annoying.
7: It's, it's 2019. stupid, but that's
4: fun. It's funny. If I posted a photo of the five of us right now, and it's like squad goals. People want to be in this squad, but you know what?
7: <laughs> I'm just
3: saying. We can come up with something else that's dumb and sort of I funny. mean, Claiborne's young, too, and he was again. I'm, I'm, I'm old
5: at this point. And you're
3: okay. <laughs> Here's well, your one. Your body is starting to
2: fall apart, <laughs> yeah. so we'll accept you. I'm arthritic.
3: <laughs> I heard someone um, l- like seriously label someone else in our office because this is sort of the world that they exist in. That this was their, t- this is how they felt. The real title was social media ninja. <laughs> Kill me now. I don't need that in my life. Yeah. <laughs>
5: I don't well, feel like that's. Uh,
3: it is how people are described like, like inside inside career channels if they're great at social media.
1: Ninjas are assassins of the night.
3: Well, how, does,
1: how does that even
3: translate? I just I, yeah, to me. Alright, last one, because the <laughs> halftime's almost over. Um, any anything where someone who's already like 31, like, oh, you had to go you had to go do your laundry. I'm so sorry that you had to go do something on your own without someone holding your hand. It's like, just <laughs> had to go do my laundry, hashtag adulting. Oh, okay. Oh, so adult, you've been an no, adult adulting. for like fifteen years, and you had it's like, oh, had to go get a. Ch- had to go get four quarters for a dollar by myself. team. Not a verb. Get out of here with that.
2: Uh, can I have a spin-off?
7: Yeah. Um, yes, please. Yes. I've this got is a, few, a group that's airing grievances.
2: The nature of a unicorn is its uniqueness mm. and the fact that it may or may not even exist. If every one of you women out there is a unicorn, then there are no unicorns.
7: Mm. I love That's that.
5: kind. Of, that's very similar to the goat thing now. That goats are. You know, in theory, it's the greatest of all time. But now it's commonly understood but to Wes, don't you th- one of the better players that, you know, of that no week one of that week. That, yeah. that, that, that
4: the- don't you think you found your unicorn? You didn't think that she existed and then you found, no, then I found you a found beautiful Keisha. woman not a unicorn. <laughs> oh, my God. We have so much work to do
5: uh, t- to your point about like the ad- adulting thing. Uh, I I think it. It's untoward. It's um, unsavory. There's always like a lot of complaining of like, oh, wow. Now I'm, you know, it's something happens like a a show is 10 years old or an actor, you know, is celebrating some anniversary. And they're like, like, if that doesn't make you feel old, you know, it's like I'm officially (laughs) old. But it's always someone in their 20s. Or in their right. 30s. Like, you're not allowed. Even I, I would say we shouldn't even really be saying that on social media because then there, there's like the 50, 60. Like, you're not allowed to say that in your 20s and 30s, yeah. even young 30s. It's annoying. Don't say that. Could
3: Wes and I say it at age 45? I don't even think
5: bother. <laughs> don't even bother. No, I, I don't, it's not I don't necessary. feel that way inside. It's, so. it's, just like, yeah. it's just like, oh, I'm old now. Uh, and then how about blank <laughs> is a mood? I'm, oh, yeah, I'm no, done no, with that's, that. That's I'm done with is like is a mood. I, I'm with your, you. I'm gonna I, go
4: through your tweets right now because I feel like you just tweeted something. I like would that. never put is a mood.
5: <laughs> I just, can't see Greg doing. Okay, this. here's the thing with is a mood. It's fine. Like I get, you know, it's cool, whatever. But when you can see in its current state how stale it's gonna be in nine months, then I already want to move past that nine months. Because it's eventually going to be stale. I, I
1: think the topic we've hit on is the memification of language and how oh. things and words run their course a little bit faster now than they used to. And you're not going to mm. have, like, cool won't be around as long, you know? No, and, like, blank
3: to- is a mood was where I was with, like, lit the first time I ever heard <laughs> X is lit. Like, no, no, because there were a bunch of, like, jabronis walking around our office saying it. it's like, you are not the person who should be saying any of these phrases.
2: Well, repetition is the death of art and humor. Ooh.
1: Greg had a, a great tweet about slaps. Like, you know, this song slaps.
5: Oh yeah. Well, I yeah, said I wish I was young enough to say <laughs> a song slaps cuz it does. That is a I think that's a great term for um, now. But I don't think I'm I think I'm past the point that I can say it. You know what I mean? Mm. I mean, I and think I, you, am. Yeah, I think I am. we Every, we everyone strongly agrees. agree with you. <laughs> <laughs> all right, let's get back to trash uh, All
1: right, uh, let's go back to the topic of language uh, since this take and our previous discussion can tie into it. This is from at Jerry Dulock who said, from the irony of ironies department, Oklahoma wide receiver Marquise Brown, Antonio's cousin, will meet with the Steelers tonight. That's not... What that's irony not an
3: it's not the irony of ironies either. No.
1: And ew, what's that smell? It's trash takes with Patrick clayborn In fact, the, the the ironies department maybe, you know, they're they're seeing some funding cuts and so they're they're trying to branch out, but that's <laughs> that's just not there's nothing ironic <laughs> about that. Like he's Antonio's cousin and they're related,
5: Right. There's no, that, that's <laughs> like, what's called the coincidence. Yeah. This is actually – we've done this show so long that we're now – I'm now remembering – I used to make this point like five years ago on the show that that people mistake coincidence for irony. And, like, we need to try to get the word out there of what's a coincidence, what's irony. Maybe Claybon or someone else could be an official – Irony a very
2: nuanced word. It it's is. It's not easy for people to understand.
1: In fact, Alana tried to do everything she could to help us out by making a song – Without any ironic instances, which is
3: ironic in itself. Yeah, well, she
5: yeah, she did not
3: help. I don't think that was her. I don't think she was looking at it from in such a depth as you just did. But uh, (laughs) fair enough,
5: she didn't. She didn't help.
1: Uh, Here's another Mahomes one. This one from at L Running Three Lee Running is the name he chose for himself. Baseball players make a lot less money in their first five to seven years than NFL players. Oh wait, actually, this is uh, no, this is Mahomes. This is Mahomes. Baseball players make a lot less money in their first five to seven years than the NFL players, so that's a weak argument. If he keeps playing like he did last year, he's going to get paid. He just needs to show a little more humility. I've been a Chiefs fan since I was a kid. Maybe no longer. This guy's going to give up on the Chiefs because Mahomes isn't showing enough humility. Get the he f*** out of exactly here.
7: here! It's that,
5: trash
2: You might train. have to end on that.
5: That's <laughs> the worst take. <laughs> A, a, a I mean, franchise
2: that, that has been boring for your <laughs> entire life. Now that they're exciting, you're going to give up because of some <laughs> made up thing about humility? Well, also because. Stop like, talking talk about cutting off <laughs> your nose despite your face. And
3: what are we pointing to? Right. I've
2: never been anything but just sort of a team
3: I, team? That I would think be it was t- in the replies to
1: some commercial or something. Like, the, Mahomes had a logo or. I don't, oh, who my knows?
5: Yeah, if you were. Yeah. That would be an annoying tweet pretty much about any quarterback in the NFL. But Mahomes also. It, Particularly doesn't seem to make any sense. Do, do yeah. we have one? Do we have one more? We need to finish on. Um,
3: one?
1: no, I I don't want to <laughs> leave okay. out my friend.
3: That was so strong that last one.
1: Well, yeah, it was it was strong. Uh, shout out to Andy Benoit. His tweets are horrible. Um, Jamie Collins has done less with more talent than just about any starting NFL linebacker. It, it's just a weird thing to say. Like, why you're diminishing the talent of all these other linebackers and saying that Jamie hasn't done anything? He had the torn MCL. In 2017, was
3: this from
5: like yesterday or something? Yeah, it was, okay. it was
1: from yesterday. I was looking for another bad tweet, so I just went. So they the said place he, to find he's
5: him. saying he's done less with more than anyone else. Yeah. yeah, now that's wrong because there's so many NFL players. I mean, that's it's a bad take because Jamie Collins has had a good career. He hasn't had a right. great career, but he got a huge contract. He started a million games. Uh, you know, he played in big moments like that. You could come up with. 100 people in the NFL that have gotten less out of more than Jamie Collins Just right diminishing
1: now. the talent of a lot of people and it's stupid.
5: I don't like that one. How about... Uh, all right, I'm going to throw out one. Do it. It's from Pete Prisco. Oh, there we go. Oh, I like Pete. <laughs> I do too. He's a great guy. I don't think he'd even mind this. It, it was just... It was this... It was this, uh, and this is just. I think he'd mind. This is just sort of a group. No. Not gonna love it. This is just. It's not a football take though. That's why I don't think. Oh, okay. you know. It's like oh, Friday morning it, getting taken a, down on a podcast. It's a very, hey. it's a very common, <laughs> it's a very common trash take on Twitter, and this was in response to some bill in the in the North Carolina government that they're gonna change the current their grading scale to make 85 an A and no, I remember an this. 70 yeah. a B. And his take was this is the participation trophy of grades, can we get any softer as, as a as a all right. community. First of and all, this is just like in general, I don't like the can are can we get any softer or, you know, the youth of today uh is softer bits be only because that's the most consistent bit in human history. Every single generation, if you read the newspapers or any common media or anything from 1700 1800 1900 on every single generation says that about the previous generation you're hating with, down the food chain with shame. no exceptions and yeah. when you like dive a little deeper into this it's just like they might make the tests a little harder and like the, it make like it has nothing to do with getting well yeah
1: in, in terms of that north carolina they're story, not changing
5: the average grades necessarily yeah
1: either. and one of the consistent <laughs> things throughout history is is people not reading the article right exactly and, and in that they're not altering the grade scale for students they're altering they're arg- augmenting the grade scale for the schools in terms of their evaluation yeah and so what they've done is lower the standards for the school not lower the standards for the student
3: i mean where was this when i was in middle school i don't care it just sounds like i would have it would have fared better <laughs> various
2: you know fl- flagging quizzes yeah. left and right but it's i want to a- mute the words partition participation yes. trophy from every venue in my life, yes. but also, Greg, I would say that there is an inverse relationship between quality of life and toughness, and as quality of life improves, tough, or increases, toughness decreases,
7: hmm. and I, I think I evolution think that,
2: works against toughness, Lots that's my, lot that's
7: that. my, if that's that my that, theory, if
1: that were <laughs> the case, Pete Prisco's tweets would be a lot better,
2: <laughs> that's,
5: that's, a, there's a lot to unpack there, Wes, and then the higher your thought- quality of life,
2: the less willing you are to endure tough times.
6: It's trash takes with Patrick. Clayton. <laughs> I think that
3: uh, the, I subscribe to that. I think Wes nailed that one.
1: I think some people are better at things than other people. Right? It manifests itself. Yeah.
3: I, I mean, Greg, worse. you have the take that like it's so much better to be alive now than it's easier, back in medieval yeah. times because <laughs> yeah. you'd be dead by like age nineteen it absolutely or something. Is. Well, no, right. no doubt it is. But now, it also would have been cool to in the castle. My take is it's
5: better to be like a lower. Mm, Like middle class person right now than it would be to be like the queen in 1650 when okay, like five out of your like 11 kids died in childbirth, your teeth are falling out, you're gonna die, you stink, you stink, there's no toilet paper, you're gonna die at at like 38, it's always dark, (laughs) like. It's Movies. not always dark. Movies
2: it's dark. dark. It's
5: dark all the, <laughs> the time. The Sun <laughs> doesn't exist. Torches. No light. It's, <laughs> it's not all the time, but it's like at night. It's you always go to dark. bed at five o'clock. Right. Like you, you're walking around with <laughs> candles. It's like hey, you can't. Hey, where are you? I no, can't I largely see you. agree. Dark.
3: I largely agree, but I would prefer, on some <laughs> level, to be able to like, oh, you're gonna go see your neighbor, ride a horse for two hours over like hill and vale with yeah. no Twitter and no nonsense, and you don't have to yeah. be anywhere the next day at nine a.m. to clock into some job.
5: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Tom Trump. Is always a shaky proposition for me, and I'd like to right. avoid it at all costs.
5: Yeah. I, I, Backwards, I, I, at least. Uh, here wow. Um, I think we've said it all. I think we've thrown those takes <laughs> in the garbage, and I think we've sent uh, Erica out on a, on a winning note. We will miss you next week, Post. Yeah,
4: I'm going to miss you guys, too. I will be listening, so be nice.
5: So I know you're excited really? about your no. <laughs> no. your Instagram content, so we'll we'll check that out. Everyone follow her there. Follow uh, Patrick Claibon, too, on Twitter. Uh, what a what a gentleman. Thank you for, for joining us. Hopefully. Thank you guys. Hopefully We're it won't here. be that long until we have have you back. And we'll be back next week. Monday, yep. Wednesday, and a third show to be decided what day we do it on. We've also got the Twitter show on Wednesday. It is going to be a crazy week of free agency. And that's it. We're way over the time. For The Quiet Storm, Mark Sessler. The Scientist, Chris Wesseling. Erica oh, Tamposi, hell, the Loose... Cannon behind the glass and Patrick Claibon. See you Monday.